Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, this is Brian and Doug here, ready for the Saturday show where we're focused totally on DFS. Um, we're excited to get started, talk about some of the wins we had last week, but more importantly, let's win some money this week. Here we go. Welcome to the CFB Dynasty Podcast with hosts Matt Knowles, Brian McElfresh, and Doug Gravely. Well, no Matt again on a Saturday, and that's all right. Doug and I are here to run the uh, fast-paced offense that isn't the Tennessee Volunteers. Um, Ooh, man. <laughs> the subtle blows. <laughs> well, I got to say, man, uh, excitement's at an all-time high. Here in Florida, we don't get the season changes like everyone else that listens probably. So it was 62 this morning, which is incredible oh, and very geez. nice. I got up right before 5 a.m. to uh, prep the brisket, get it on the smoker. And so that'll be ready as we go into Ohio State, Notre Dame for the nightcap. But I'm excited, Doug. How are you today, man? Oh, man, I'm ready. It's good. Good. Slated day for some football, bro. <laughs> All day long, yes. Oh. Yeah, there's there's not uh, a bad game at any hour. Like it's gonna be incredible this week. So um man, let's let's continue the hot streak real quick. Uh recap of, of last week. Um looking at quarterbacks that we had. We had Riley Leonard, he had a really good game. Donovan Smith, bust. He is off our list until he proves it. Um, we'll see how that Houston offense shakes out. Chandler Morris was a really good one. Uh, Mikey Keene was really good for the price. So budget-friendly, like we said last week, 6,800. You're trying to maximize the amount of points you get in DFS, right? you got to shoot for around 200 points or so to win money. I focus heavily on the double-ups because it really takes um, – you know, some luck and, and we're going to try and try and put you in mathematically the best possible position. And this is where college football is so different from the NFL where um, everything's kind of uh, in order there in the NFL. There's a lot of mispriced people here in college football. So we went with Jawar Jordan last week. He crushed it. Rodney Hammond. Now he was our, our bust at, at running back. A.J. Green had a great game filling in for Rocket Sanders. Um, Trevor Etienne, a great game against Tennessee. Uh, and Michael Wiley, another one that was really good last week for us. And these are our sleepers, by the way. These are not our premier players that we want to fill in um, the top of our lineups. Um, Luther Burden, great game. Jamari Thrash, great game. Um Dayton Wade had a solid game. Jacob Cowing had a really good game. Kind of what we would expect, really, from Jacob Cowing, right? Like, you've had him on your team for a while. Mm -hmm. And he kind of started out the year. He scored in both games to start the year, but it was slow. Like, you know, less than 40 yards. And then last week was more of what you would expect. You know, right. 10 catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown. For sure. He's just a... He's not going to shred you with like 250 yard receiving games, but he's just a go to when they need to pick up some yards, really. Yep. And I think he's got a shot to play in the NFL. He just gets open and he's done it consistently mm -hmm. for a long time. So um, we're going to pick some more of those sleepers. We'll have those shortly. But first, let's get to the news and notes.
News and notes around college football. Man, I can't help but just throw a little head bump in there when when these little when these college drums are playing in my ears, man. It's gives nothing me like gives it. me the feels. I tell you what. Same. Nothing like it. Oh, especially so, live at a game. Oh gosh, man. I need to go to another one. So um Getting into these news and notes, uh, I will post these on the Discord after the show is over. That way you can see them in case you miss them. Grant Wells, quarterback for Virginia Tech, will attempt to warm up pregame, but he's questionable. Apparently the injury is still lingering, so he's going to try. If he can't do it, he can't do it. So keep an eye on that if you have him on your team. Um, Garrett Green, Green for West Virginia quarterback, game time decision. Tracer on Ward, like we said earlier in the week, for Kansas State is not expected to play. So if you've got Giddens, man, he's a flyer this weekend. Um, Will Howard for quarterback is also a game-time decision. So with Kansas State maybe having a different quarterback too, I would definitely roll with Giddens in my lineup because they may feature Giddens quite a bit. Yeah, it's, it's a big play right there. I love it. I've got him in some lineups this week too. Um, Nate Johnson for Utah is expected to start again. Um, he started last week. He did fine. Um, but the all awaited cam rising return looks like it's going to be postponed again. I'm glad my biggest bet of the week and the standard, uh, gambling is, uh, is UCLA. Um, I should have picked them to win outright, but I wasn't feeling quite as good as I was about Florida winning outright against Tennessee. Um, so I've got that, and then I've got a fun parlay uh, to run this week, too. Nice. Um, <laughs> Parlays are fun. Stressful sometimes. They're, they're stupid fun. mathematically, but they are fun. <laughs> you got Hank Bachmeyer from LA Tech. Um, he's only an emergency option this week. Uh, Jeff Sims from Nebraska will not start again. He's still not 100%. Hmm. Um, so maybe turnovers there will be limited. Um <laughs> And then you've got C.J. Baxter running back for Texas is probable to play. Morning, William. See the post there. Thanks morning, for the comment. Good morning. Yes, sir. Then you got Mitchell Evans, tight end for Notre Dame. We talked about the tight ends there a little bit because they kind of had one stand out a little bit last week. Um, kind of wondering who was going to take over for, for Mayer after he left. Still kind of wondering, but Evans is supposed to be available to play today, so – We'll see if the tight end from last week, his name slips my mind. But if he has another good game, the tight ends at Notre Dame are always ones to watch because they feature them. Stays is the name. Yeah, Stays. Yeah, yeah I think he had four catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown or two. Really good yep. game. Yeah, we'll see uh, this week. Massive game, obviously, tonight. Oh, yeah, huge game. Uh, Michael Pratt from Tulane, my dog, my boy, my homie. <laughs> he is back. But I love you, Pratt. But, man... I got to roll with my boy Bo Nix this week, but <laughs> of course, that's just, that's just, you know, that's just me. Glad you're back though. Yep. Um, Eugene Wilson, one of, one of Biden and Brian's favorite players to watch right now this year, he's out this week, um, which should be fine. They're playing Charlotte, but I think it's kind of a safe play to keep him out. Was for, there an update on the specifics? I don't expect there was collarbone bruise or they didn't say it just yeah, said collarbone that's what they alluded to after the game um so i'm hopeful that's the case because it did look like he could be a feature like he is a great waiver wire pickup Speaking of dfs 
Go for it. Aggravating last week because I put him in my lineup. He had what? Six targets the first drive of the game. Oh, yeah. He was on pace for about 58 targets. I was like, (laughs) this is going to be great. And then I see him walk into the locker room. I'm like, no. Mm. No. (laughs) And by the way, guys, I lost again. So, yeah, it's fine. Um, We talked about that Wednesday, but I blame Eugene Wilson for getting hurt on me on that one. That's Um, the worst part about fantasy, man, is the injuries. So, A, the worst part is like this uh, not listening to this part of the episode, I think everyone's probably played DFS where they started someone and didn't realize, oh, crap, they're injured, they don't play. Um, but that's what this segment is so important for. But then also, yeah, you've got those where you're in a fantasy matchup, you're in DFS, someone gets hurt in the first quarter. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just brutal. Yeah, it sucks. Um, Brent Keithy, we'll move through these last couple real quick. Status uncertain, but listed as the starter. Um Hush, hush much? I don't know what's going on there. Who knows? They ain't going to say. Um, and then you got Rocket Sanders. He's uncertain this weekend against LSU. It's a big game for them this weekend against yeah, LSU. Um, if he can play, <laughs> you want him to play. If you had but, to pick a side to bet, which is LSU, I think, minus 17 um, at home, LSU game in Baton Rouge at night, are you going to bet LSU wins by more than that? Or do you think uh, Arkansas keeps it close? I can see Arkansas keeping this game close. Yeah, I can. I think I think there's a lot of sleeping going on in Arkansas this year, and in my mind, the SEC is not very spread out this year. I don't think there's a clear cut like these guys are going to be. <laughs> yeah, you mean there's SEC not like a, a, a huge gap between right. the elites and the rest? Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right there. And then you got. Roderick Robinson, running back from Georgia, who's doubtful. Dang, and then, man. They just keep having these injuries. I know. It's running great, back. especially it's running brutal. back. It's insane. And then the biggest one that, you know, I faintly thought I heard, and Brian hadn't heard it, so I looked it up and confirmed this morning. Aronde Gadsden, tight end from Syracuse, supposed to have a crazy outbreak, you know, outbreak year. He's out for the season. And he was a top three tight end for CFF people. That is crushing because, uh, yeah, you you used uh, good draft capital, probably a third-round pick or so. I think he was average third round in most yeah. of the drafts we were in this year. Yeah, and, uh, oh, that's brutal. Feature, feature of the offense. Um, so if that wraps that up, we can move along to DFS sleepers. And for the rest of the show, as we kind of uh, – Keep the pace. Uh, pedal to the metal so, here a little bit. Um, we do have a question in the Discord. Let me answer this real quick. Yeah. They asked if Trey Harris was going to be available this week. Um, he was extremely limited in practice. Wore, wore a non-contact jersey all week. So I don't know. They haven't said anything. But all I can say is he was extremely limited. So. Yeah. Um, I, Ole Miss is banged up, man. So, yeah, we've got Trey Harris. Judkins is banged up. Sakari Franklin's still trying to come back and pre-scoring. Hasn't made his first start of the season. So, um, we're just not going to get news there. They're one, they're, those players, you know, are already in a really tough matchup mm-hmm. against Alabama on the road. Um I'm not starting any Ole Miss players uh, right now. So I'm not starting any Alabama players either. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Uh, that's definitely that fair. That might just be a game to just kind of watch. 
<laughs> see what I, happens. Man, I I 100% agree. 100% agree. All right, we're gonna move along to sleepers here. DFS sleepers. All right, so sleepers. Um, man, there's not a lot at quarterback. I've only got two um, that I would consider sleepers, like cheaper end guys who I think are potentially mispriced. Um, we got Mikey Keen. We're rolling with him again. He's We've been rolling with him a lot, and they continue to kind of keep him low. Um, he's uh, 8,100 uh, this week, and what should be uh, a shootout. We'll go over all the shootouts of the week this week because that's you know important every week. Um, and then Braden Schrager, again, uh, Hawaii's quarterback. He's 6,500, which is kind of surprising. Um, is there any any other quarterbacks that you like this week? Obviously, I we've got some looked that at it over. too, too, too much, to be honest with you, this week. Um, it's been a busy, busy week for me, but I haven't had a chance to really look at it. I was going to do a couple more lineups this morning, but well, I've got plenty to cover. I will let you roll. That's Honestly, fine. pretty much That's with fine. this section. So yeah, I'll go over my favorite quarterbacks um, of the week that I have this week. As far as sleepers and true sleepers go, those are the only two at running back. Though, um, I'm on obviously DJ Giddens. You mentioned him. He's fifty two hundred dollars on DraftKings, and it's crazy uh, value for right now. Yeah, for uh, for that offense, he is going to be the feature player today like um i have him in every lineup that he's available for sure um i like jonathan brooks um for texas this week boy texas better have a bounce back better performance than they did against wyoming Mm -hmm. um but i like him and then star thomas who's going to get a ton of touches um at five thousand dollars um so I like those two as cheap ones we've also got Devin Neal like surprisingly like why is he only fifty nine hundred I don't know, but um, he gets so many touches. Um, I like him a lot. Joar Jordan, again, he keeps, like, slowly creeping Sliding up. in there, though. But 6,500 is uh, is another one where it's just like, man, he's for the production that he's had, that's crazy. And I like that Louisville offense. Um, Louisville has one of the easiest schedules in the country. Like, they don't play Clemson. They don't play Florida State, I don't think. Um, and he's someone on in CFF that you start every week. Um, and then the last one at running back, I have CJ Donaldson uh, for West Virginia. He's at 5,900 as well. Um, a lot of those running backs in that range uh, we really hit on last week. So it's important, obviously, when you can hit on your sleepers or find a, a diamond in the rough. Um, those are great. And then we've got at receiver sleepers, uh, Jaron Bradley, 5,900. Chase Roberts and Ryan O'Keefe, respectively, at 4,500 and 4,600. Um, O'Keefe is someone who hasn't really popped off this year that much, but um, in that offense with Castellanos like uh, improving week to week, and uh, Ryan O'Keefe will be the featured guy. He'll get a ton of targets over over time, and and maybe this is his week at 4,600. You know, he's easily worth it. Um, and then I've got Lincoln Victor at 5,100. Uh, Pofele Ashlock at 5,800 for Hawaii. And then Jalen Polk at 5,400. Now, I don't have confirmation on um, 
uh, one of those top two receivers that McMillan, McMillan if he's going to play or not. So, yeah, um, I haven't heard either. If not, obviously Polk is even that much more attractive. He's already a, a bona fide player getting targets every game. He'll just get that many more if McMillan sits. So he's at 5,400 there. So love those. Um, I'll show you guys later how I've kind of got them sprinkled throughout my lineups. Um, and now let's get into the shootouts this week. Shootouts of the week. All right, so uh, right before shootouts, actually, these high-probability position groups is a section on the page here for you. Um, you can always get to this, the most recent post, by clicking DFS, and you'll see the, the most recent one listed first. Um, what you'll see, uh, and this is different from last week, um, defense versus the pass and versus the rush is not last year's data. Now this, this data is uh, year-to-date now that we have three data points on every team um and this will you know change every week so this is for you to look at where you can see all right um oregon is playing against colorado oregon's at home they're projected to score 46 points and colorado is 109th in the country against the past 122nd against the rush you know as strength of schedule evens out as teams get more and more into conference play these numbers will shift, but Colorado has been terrible. You start every Oregon player you can this week is basically what that says. Now, Miami against Temple, you know, Temple has been a little better against the pass, 23rd in the country, and this is uh, yards per game allowed. And then against the Rush, they're 96th. Um, so you can use that and see, all right, it's a little more favorable for Miami's running backs, but that's a – rough example because you don't really know who's going to get the the bulk of the carries if anyone there at miami but that's basically how you use this um looking for elite matchups um trying to give yourself the highest probability especially if you're getting one of those sleepers into your lineups finding a team that's really good at passing the ball and playing against uh someone that's terrible at stopping the pass and then we've got our shootouts um these are basically built, you know, for longevity, right? You want players that are going to play the full game. Like you've got, uh, you know, Trevor Etienne, for example, at Florida coming off a great game against Tennessee. How long does he play this week against Charlotte? Um, and you really just don't know. Um, so in shootouts, you expect them to play the full game. Um, we've got them listed out here, TCU, SMU one of the biggest ones where, you know, I've got quite a few players from this one. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how these shootouts go, but that's where you can pick your high probability um, players right there. Um, and then, yeah, that's about it. Anything stand out to you there, Doug? Is there anyone that you, any one of these shootouts that you like the most? Um Obviously, Colorado and Notre Dame is, uh, or Colorado and Oregon is uh, going to be a crazy one. Um, man, I'm looking forward to the the Western Kentucky game. I want to see Western Kentucky bounce back after that Ohio State game. Mm -hmm. um, they were just outmatched, and 
I don't expect Western Kentucky to not put up points like they couldn't do last weekend. So I'm expect I'm looking forward to seeing Western Kentucky bounce back this weekend. Yeah, one that I'm looking forward to a lot is um, Georgia Southern against Ball State with the conflicting styles of play there. Like Georgia State wants to throw it all around. Ball State's going to try and run the ball a ton with Marquez Cooper. And uh, that's going to be an interesting dynamic to see which style uh, wins out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, we'll see. And uh, as we get to our lineups, let's first talk about um, – our biggest stack of the week stack of the week all right my stack of the week this week we're going to hawaii the late game this is on the slate of games i think there's four games in the super late slate and uh Braden Shager, 6,500 to Pofele, Ashlock, 5,800. Both of those are in our sleepers. Um, love that stack. They've already connected on a, a multiple touchdowns in this young season. So I love them this week. What do you think about that stack, Doug? Do you have one oh, that man, you that's, prefer? That's that's my favorite one yeah. um, for sure. We talked about that a little bit on Wednesday when we went over our lineups, and that is definitely my favorite Um I kind of like a super high risk one um, with Slavis at BYU at 5,700 and his Roberts connection at 4,500. Um, I I expect Roberts to get in these game plans eventually with BYU. I think he has to. Um, and I think against, um, you know, Kansas is a good time to try to get him rolling. So, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really like the Hawaii one. I mean, I think you're kind of safe with that one every week. It feels like anymore because they're, those two have a really good connection going. So, yep. All right. So we've got one more segment. Let's get to our lineups this week. We'll post these in discord. We've got our, our podcast host battle listed on the, the DFS post every week where we bet against each other and, and unveil our lineups live on the Wednesday show. Um, So here we go. DFS host battle. Oh, that music made me want to work out. out. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm on a, a, a win streak here. The I've won the last two Matt one week one. And, um, so this week, I'm just here for your enjoyment, man, guys. <laughs> yeah, this week, um, you know, those those are all posted there. We've gone over those. You can see those um, on the site, and that's for the full slate of games. The first one that comes out um, now for me on um, the three thirty matchups this week, I have Tyler Shuck at eighty one hundred. And then I went with one of our, two of our sleepers at running back um, to save some money there. Uh, C.J. Donaldson at 5,900. Jawar Jordan at 6,500. Um, uh, at uh, receiver, <laughs> three of our sleepers that I listed as well here. I like Jaron Bradley at 5,900. Ryan O'Keefe, 4,600. Chase Roberts at 4,500. 
and all of that is to save money. You said don't start anyone from Alabama. <laughs> I got Milrow. I think Alabama's going to tailor the game plan to him. Um, I'm going to bet on Alabama one more time, and if they let me down, if you don't like that, obviously snag someone else. I think the rest of this lineup is built and good for him to get some, uh, you know, for basically for the super flex, so you, so you could have plenty of money left over. I still have $300 left over, so I could pick a different quarterback, but I think he's going to get plenty of run against Ole Miss at home. Um, and in the games that he's played, he's averaging 29 fantasy points a game. He's actually listed below Ty Simpson in DraftKings value, which is weird. That is weird. <laughs> it's just like they don't pay attention at all, but whatever. I've got Milrose, my super flex, and then Devin Neal um, as my flex. I love, love, love that for my He's been having a good year. Yeah. I can't believe he's he's so cheap. Um, my late night, um, I like Mikey Keene, obviously a sleeper for us uh, at 8,100. Um, and then I've got the Fresno running back who's getting a bunch of touches. I think he's seventh in the country in carries. Um, Elijah Gilliam, and he's at 5,500. So he, the reason his... Uh, fantasy points per game is kind of low for that many touches. He's uh, 14.8 fantasy points a game is because he's got one touchdown. So if this is the game he gets a couple, um, he could have a big, big game. And so at 5,500, he's a great value. And then 5,000, I've got the New Mexico State running back, Star Thomas, um, against Hawaii. And um, he's going to get a bunch of touches in that game as they try and slow it down against Hawaii, so um, love that one. So I was able to spend a bit more at receiver where I've got uh, Adonze and Polk from Washington. Um, those are the two guys that are definitely going to start, and if McMillan sits, that's a killer lineup there. And then Ashlock as my third receiver so that I could fit in Braden Shager um, at – quarterback there and then my flex is Jalen Gill um from Fresno State you know he's the the second receiver on that offense so hopefully he just he's gonna get you know six to ten targets let's hope one or two of them turn into touchdowns um there any thoughts on on that one and you're it's crazy for us, you know, like we've always been like, ah, oh, having two receivers from the same team is crazy or whatever. But when you've got, <clears throat> excuse me, when you got Odunze, McMillan, and Polk, I believe they're in the top 25, all three of them this year in receiving. Um, <laughs> it's not crazy anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's, What's going to be interesting, and I know this is looking way ahead, is that team when a lot of these guys leave next year. But because yeah. Polk will still be there, probably. Yep. yep. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him next year. But man, this year, he's like, even though he's technically number three on Washington's team, like he is a bona fide starter for your lineup every week. All right, Doug, I've got some questions for you here. We've got Danny Hall. Put him up on the screen. He needs some help. 
Got need, need some help. Me, me too. Or Austin no. Reed. <laughs> so, um, so Finn is such a high to me a a high risk, high reward player right now. Um, in the sense of they haven't played a lot of teams to, the, to their caliber this year, so we don't really know. <laughs> what they're going to do. I would expect to see the fin of old. We're waiting for playing. that to happen though. Like right. we haven't they, seen it yet. When they start playing these teams of their same caliber or a little less or whatever, I expect to see the fin of old, but man, I said it already in the show. I expect Western Kentucky to have a bounce back week after playing Ohio state. When Reed does not play those big teams, he's averaging over 40 points a week. Let so. me give you this, the the stats before you make your final choice here as we try and help Danny Hall out. So, um, Daquan Finn, um, they're, so his points per game in fantasy, he's been steady. Last week was a little bit of a disappointment. One more touchdown, and it's different. Um, 34 and a half, 32, and then 20 last week. Um and, you know, he's got breakout potential. There was a game early in the season, maybe around now, when he put up 70-some uh, fantasy points and uh, was just an absolute killer. But, yeah, Toledo is favored by 20. Their implied um, total score for Toledo this week is 37.5 points, which is solid. And then you've got Western Michigan – who historically you kind of know them as a good team, um, but they're 92nd against the pass, 96th against the rush so far, and Daquan Finn does both of those things well. So I, Finn we have as the number 15 um, start this week. And then uh, Austin Reed, um, let me pull him up. They're playing Troy, and Troy is good defensively. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Western Kentucky is projected to lose this week. Uh, that might surprise some of you, but their implied score is 26, which would be three or four touchdowns max. Now, those will probably come through the air, they'll be behind, they'll be throwing the ball. Um, but uh, the stats would put you in favor of Daquan Finn, even though Austin Reed. Uh, you know, he put up 42 fantasy points week one. He put up 47, and then they were outmatched against Ohio State. So um, while Austin Reed's still a good start, he's still in our top 30. I like Finn uh, this week. We've got him uh, as the 15th best start. Who would you start, Doug? Like I said, I still got to roll with Western Kentucky and Austin Reed. I really expect them to have a bounce back game. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether they win or lose, they throw the ball, bro. I mean, I, I love the fact that no matter what, Austin Reed is going to throw the football. <laughs> no doubt. Um, all right, so he's got one more here. One for flex, and this is a tough one. Antonio Williams versus FSU. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no on him immediately. Got to see it from Klubnik first. Shipley, um, they've got to feature him. He does not have a rushing touchdown yet this year. I think that changes at the noon game, and they're going to feature him. A lot of people are high on FSU, and rightfully so, and so am I, um, despite the colors that I'm wearing. Like Florida State obviously is really good this year and a threat to go undefeated through the regular season. 
um, and their defense is legit, and you worry about how that D line the rush shut down is legit. Clemson, sure. right? Um, I, and then Duran yeah. Burgess um, against Ball. He's a solid receiver, bro. Um, pretty much ten targets a game. Last week against Wisconsin, who's got a good defense, and they showed that last night against uh, Purdue, 124 yards receiving. Those fantasy points, like you said, would have been super different if he threw a touchdown in with those receiving yards. Yep. Um, of the three, man, I like Burgess. I'm just going to say I like Burgess a lot against Ball State. Um, I do like Shipley. I think Shipley's going to be the guy they rely on today. But, man, Burgess to me has just been so consistent this season so far. It's hard for me to want to sit that guy. Oh, it's a tough one. It's it's really hard. And um, because he hasn't really got a touchdown yet, Shipley has been um, – is not even in our top 50 right now. He's got one touchdown. It was a, it was a catch. But, you know, with the Georgia State uh, offense – or sorry, Georgia Southern, it's – um, it could be Caleb Hood this week. You never know. It could, could be, be Derek Burgess. It could be both. They're projected to score 32. Um, I would probably lean Shipley, but it's like uh, for me. Yeah, we got I, a lot of debates going on this one. <laughs> I, I favor running backs over receivers typically because they're going to get more consistent touches. Um, if you're worried about the game script of how this game plays out, let's say Clemson goes down 14 nothing to FSU in the first quarter, that does not take Shipley out of the game. He becomes uh, a top, you know, pass target as uh, Klubnik may be lacking confidence to throw it down the field, especially against that defense. So, yeah, I would lean a little Shipley, um, but let's uh, let's follow up on this one and see how it goes. Right. And uh, hopefully we just didn't confuse Danny more there. <laughs> All right, let's go. William Brennan here. Does Colorado and unleash? To answer this question, goodness, I hope so. Um, I took McCaskill in a couple of drafts this year pretty late because I knew I could. And just and the other day I caught myself watching some former highlights and McCaskill was featured on them. And I'm like, gosh darn, this kid was good. Like, um, if they unleash McCaskill – the game script could change a little bit for them this week for sure, because maybe they try to keep um, the high scoring Oregon offense off the field as much as they can. But, but I still see Oregon putting up like 99.999 points today. <laughs> and um, <laughs> the problem's the O-line man, like yeah. they can unleash him, but like, what if that means he's getting a handoff and then getting crushed in the backfield? Like, right. uh, I I wouldn't start him. Um, no. I hope he plays. I hope he looks good. And if, yeah, like Doug said, if, if Colorado is able to run the ball, everything changes. But I don't foresee them being able to do that. Um, I yeah. think it's going to be a beat down. I think a lot of Colorado's points will come um, – probably through the air, but McCaskill's great at catching the ball too. Mm -hmm. So let's, it's a wait and see for me on McCaskill. I'm not putting him in any DFS lineups. If I have him in, I'm not, you know, at CFF, I'm not putting him in as a flex and it's just uh, not going to happen. Now this guy, 
Crossville, Crossville Engineering. Wow. Like to, to have to make this choice. It must be DFS because if you have like these two guys and you're wondering which one to start in your CFF lineup, you must like also have like a Dunze and Eric Brooks or whatever. So, uh, yeah. And, and with this one, man, it's tough because Neighbors is so good. Um, but Horton, bro. What he showed last week, primetime TV, like mm-hmm. everybody's watching him. This kid is really good too. Um, and he plays Middle Tennessee and Neighbors plays Arkansas, which so could find themselves in a battle. So, however, Middle Tennessee State has been actually pretty good. Middle Tennessee is favored to win the game. And, um, they're projected Colorado State to only score 25. However, Horton's going to be so involved. Like both of these are great starts every week. Yes. Um, the the stats would make you lean. The data would make you lean neighbors because LSU is projected to score, you know, 36, a minimum of like five touchdowns tonight. So I'd roll neighbors, um, but wouldn't hate you if you rolled with Horton. Right. Um, all right, so let's get to my last lineup, which is the night lineup, the seven o'clock games. Um, and here's who I'm trying to win money with. Um, DJU, um, rolling with him and Oregon state, he's $8,000. And then I've got a couple of the guys we talked about earlier as our running back sleepers, Jonathan Brooks at 5,900 and, uh, yeah, appreciate it, Crossville. Like, uh, thanks for the question very much. And uh, likes and follows certainly help us a ton. Um, I think we were like two away from a couple hundred, so whatever. I've got Eric All, which is uh, I cannot believe it, it's a tough State. matchup, but but oh. Lachey, they use the tight ends, and Lachey is out, so um, I feel like he's gonna get eight to ten targets, and he's thirty seven hundred dollars. So. I love that value in DraftKings. Um, you think it would be bad if if I took a guy, put him in my lineup that got you know twenty targets in his first full game? Um, I got Nate McCollum in. Uh, it's a tough matchup at Pitt. So we'll see if Drake May and them continue their connection. Twenty targets for McCollum last week in his first full game of the season as a Tar Heel as he transferred over from Georgia Tech. He's at 6,200, and then Lincoln Victor as a sleeper pick, um, averaging a sleeper. It's so silly. He's averaging 28 fantasy points a game, and he's valued at 5,100. Love, love, love that one. And then um, Harrison Jr. is my flex at 9,400. And with all the savings on the sleepers that I picked, I have Xavier Worthy as my super flex, the only lineup where I don't have a, a quarterback in my super flex. So um, I'm excited and I hope these guys uh, obviously help us all win some money this week. Um, any closing thoughts or whatever, as I go tend the, the brisket a little bit in a, in a few minutes and, and get let, ready for the, yeah, let me ask you yeah. real quick, buddy. We got, um, real quick questions from the Discord real fast. I'm just going to spit them off and you give a quick answer here, okay? So, 
Um, Sir Mocha has on his bench Ott, Shipley, Darius Taylor running back, or Western a receiver. Who would you start of those four guys? Ott, Shipley, Darius Taylor, or Western this week? I think it's got to be between Ott and Shipley for me. Uh, yeah, because the quarterback's out for the year there. Let's see how that FAU offense um, does with a new quarterback. Um, I, it's Shipley to me. I okay. I like Shipley, period. Me too. And then hopefully this guy started Hopefully this guy started GT last night. <laughs> but yeah. you've got pick one running back to sit. Marquez Cooper this week, Gerard Jordan, or Rasheen Ali. Oh, that's tough. Andy had GT on the list, but hopefully he chose to start GT last night <laughs> with over 200 rushing yards. Uh, wow. So, yeah, Genty's our 10th running back of the week. Ali is 8th. Uh, I don't think you can ever sit Ali, um, even though Marshall's only projected to score 24. Um, I got to roll with, with Ali. He's just the offense. Um, Marquez Cooper is our 16th start of the week. Um, and then who was the last one? Um, Jawar Jordan. Oh my goodness. This has um, some good running backs to choose from. That's all I'm going <laughs> to say. Jawar Jordan's our if number two. If I have two. this problem every week, I'd be a happy camper. I know. Jawar Jordan's our number two start of the week. Um, as much as he's been involved there and he's averaging 25 a game. Um, although he's a really great start and you know, I, it'll be interesting to see. I I'd say just let's play the game script out for ball state against yep. Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern loves to throw the ball. If and, they get a big lead in the game, that might take Marquez Cooper out of it a little bit more or take his touches down. Um, so we'll see how it goes, but I'd say Marquez Cooper would be the riskiest start out of all of those. So I'd, I'd roll with the other three. And then we got two more real quick. These ones should be pretty fast. Pratt versus Nichols State or Stone versus TCU from J.R. Huskers? I'm going to let Pratt uh, – I, I want to see a game, see how he does coming mm-hmm. off the injury. And, uh, you know, the other start there is, is – I'd roll Stone versus TCU safe. on that one yeah. for sure. Is safe. And then just came in at 11, Nick Izongarwosh. I don't even know how to say your name on here, but, man, <laughs> do I like it because it gets my brain working. Really struggling to decide who to sit between Dylan Edwards, Corey Kiner, and L.J. Martin. You know, you know how I feel about L.J. Martin already from BYU, so I'm going to let you answer this question. I'm going to sit Edwards out of that group. Uh, just, I don't think the Colorado rushing offense is going to be able to do much of anything, and then you potentially add McCaskill into the mix, taking away some touches. So Edwards is an easy sit there for me. Guys, we appreciate you asking these questions in Discord, and I will be the first to apologize that sometimes at 4.30 on a Friday I don't see these. Um, <laughs> Is it whiskey o'clock at that point? Well, you know, I've got bowling <laughs> on Friday nights, and, you know, I'm an old man at heart. So, uh, But sometimes, yes, it's whiskey o'clock at 4.30 on a Friday. <laughs> um, Brian has worked me to the bone all week, and I, I need some whiskey. So, yeah. Um, but, man. Again, we appreciate the interactions. We really do. Guys, thank you for hopping in on the live this morning and interacting with us. These make these shows so much more enjoyable for us. You have no idea. Being able to talk to you guys like in actual time is great. So (laughs) we do. We thank you and keep them rolling. If you guys have any news, 
between the now and the games that we have missed. Hop on Discord, help each other out. I do um, want to try and make Saturdays more fun on the Discord over the over the course of the year, but that'll happen over as as time goes and whatnot. But uh, yeah, we definitely appreciate it, and uh, hope you guys have a fantastic, incredible Saturday. And uh, I will make sure I put a picture of my brisket plate on discord for all of you to see later just so you know oh yeah i'm gonna go work on that a little bit see you guys see ya thank you for listening to the cfb dynasty podcast help us out by subscribing on youtube and reviewing us on your podcast network